Welcome to La Casa Blanca Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Powers, here by myself on my commute to work to talk about Real Madrid versus Cadiz 3-0 with a Rodrigo masterclass. This is probably Rodrigo's best game of the season for me. Um, He's someone that I've been hypercritical of. And it's because I just expect more not only from him, but of all Real Madrid players. And in the essence of all the injuries, and Rodrigo comes back with a niggling injury on his knee, Raheem Diaz, in the midst of all this, is throwing up before the game, unable to play in an injury-ridden Real Madrid, who still come away with three points, with Rodrigo fresh off the niggling knee injury to be the man of the match. What a fantastic game for Real Madrid. It's hard to say. These are the games that you have to win to win the league. Away at Cadiz is never easy, no matter where they are in the table. It's a tough stadium to go to. The atmosphere is always top, top class. And Real Madrid find themselves getting three points away at Cadiz. A big three points for the push for the league title. Without, with a season without Thibaut Courtois, a season without Eder Militao, two of our pillars of our team in the past two seasons. And Real Madrid find themselves at the top of the table with Athletic Club and Girona still to play, which is going to be a very tough game for Girona, who, if they win, will go back top of the table. To get into the game, Drew Bellingham gets a goal. Rodrigo gets two goals and an assist. And as I said, Probably the best game of note to the season. Andre Lunin steps in for Kepa. Danny Carvajal stays at right back. Rudiger starts at center back, who's been awesome this year. Arguably the best player and continues that form. Nacho steps in for David Alaba, um, who played two games with Austria over break. Needed some rest. Ferlen Mendy steps in at left back. Fran Garcia ends up playing some minutes. The only positions where we seem to be healthy right now is the back line. Lucas Vasquez got brought in as a sub to play a right mid. Danny Ceballos finally back, gets some minutes. Great to fucking see the kid back. He brings so, something so much different to the team. He's the only guy that is actually like Tony Cruz in ball progression within our team. And the difference between him and Tony is he actually brings a work ethic. He brings a work rate into the team. Something that can always be used. Fetty slots in in the double pivot with Tony Cruz in midfield. And Luka Modric starts a game who ends up going off injured, looking like he is going to miss Napoli in the Champions League and Granada in La Liga at the weekend. Um, all that being said, Real Madrid have two Champions League games left in the near future, despite already flinching a spot into the round of 16, Real Madrid look to be flying at this point in the season. Um, You know, before we even get to the game, I think it's really important, really important to mention that of the top teams in the world, of the teams actually competing for the UCL title, I personally believe that Real Madrid has looked the best team of the teams competing. There are a couple teams that I do believe have looked better this season. There's two of them. Sociedad, who we beat 3-0. 
Leverkusen, who is flying on top of the Bundesliga. And I actually have monetary value down on Bayer Leverkusen to win the Bundesliga this season. I don't think Bayern looked that good. Yes, they beat up on opponents, but also, you know, they'll fucking win 1-0. Like they did over the weekend. Against a team they should smoke 5-6-4-3-0. They should score more than one. Let's put it that way. And they had their chances, don't get me wrong. Harry Harry Kane looks fucking fantastic for them. Beyond that, City. Lose to Arsenal. Drop points to Liverpool in a game they easily could have won for both of them. They look vulnerable. They look, con- they look. Uh, I was going to say content. They look happy to stay where they are. You know, they won their treble. They won the UCL, all what they were looking for. And City fans on Twitter are talking about how, you know, they're, they're coming at all the other clubs that have history. Coming at Real Madrid fans. That have history. And saying, hey, at least I witnessed our first UCL. Yeah, guess what, dude? I wasn't fucking born in 1959 to fucking witness Real Madrid's first UCL run. Okay, bud? Like, or 55 or whatever it was. It's it's lost on me at the top of my head right now. And that's fine. But I, I would, you know, these fans act like, you know, we don't fucking live for this shit. I think we live for this shit more than anyone. More than any club. First, first UCL I saw was La Decima, right? I've seen five UCLs in my lifetime. That Man City game, Oh and I, we were on a fucking phone call together because we were just like, we, we both were like, hey, we're, we got to come back. We're going to come back. Like, after the first one, you know, we, we talked at halftime on the phone. After the first one, we immediately call each other. We're, we're, we're winning this. We're winning this. Like, I have zero doubt we're winning this. We're dancing. This is fucking happening. That is Real Madrid, man. And right now, of the best teams, we look the best, in my opinion. Someone might, someone might disagree. Someone might say someone else, and that's okay. There's not a problem with that. Agree to disagree. I have a kid who works for me. City fan, he's not a kid, but young adult who works for me, City fan, always tell me, oh, City's the best team in the world. City. You know, fine, who the fuck cares? I, I responded to him. City has been the best team in the world since Real Madrid lost Cristiano. They have. Yeah, how many Champions Leagues have they won since then? One. Being the best team in the world doesn't matter. It doesn't. It really doesn't. That's the truth. Being the best team in the world does not matter. Back to the game, though. David Carvajal, truth be told, could probably use some rest. He's constantly getting called up to the Spanish national team. He is a fantastic player, fantastic source this season. But I want to see Danny rested a little bit more. Um, I thought he had it... Okay game, not his best game. You know, I'll get into it. Um, but actually, I'll just get into it right now. Fede Valverde playing the DM role ends up actually hurting us more than helping us. He's great with ball recoveries. He gives Tony the truth help he needs, the work rate he needs in midfield. 
But, you know, it hurts us in the attack. We're a very left-sided team when Fetty's not on the field. We really just go down the left. I think we had two attacks down the right. And they were both when Rodrigo decided to pop out to the right. Um, Fede ends up playing like a wide mid in possession and tucks in to help protect the middle in defense. And it works well for us. And he also helps out Danny a lot. And against the Napoli, against the Napoli, Cavarda Scalia is going to skin someone like Danny Carvajal with his pace without the proper help that Fede provides. So having Fede in the middle is actually a detriment to Real Madrid and anyone that thinks otherwise. I hate to say it, but you, sir, are a clown. If you think, oh, man, Fede DM roll, this, this is awesome. It is not. It takes away one of our strengths, and it takes away Fede's strengths. Does it do good for the team? Hell yeah, it does good for the team. He's a fantastic player. He's one of the best players in the world right now. No shit, Fede Valverde is going to help the team there. But but the real question is, and I had this conversation with one of my employees, because he's a Tottenham fan, and we were talking about Son. What do you prefer? Do you prefer to get the best, what helps the team be the best, or get your players in the positions where they strive the most? Personally, me, I care more about getting the most from the player because I think in turn that gets the most from the team, right? That's my opinion. That's always been my opinion. That's how I see it. Put the best players in their best position so they can give you the best of their abilities, okay? Rudiger, not much to say. Great match. Nacho, matched up against his brother, always plays well against Cadiz. Um, Great game. For Len Mendy, I thought he was... He's just not a good footballer. We're really, we're really hurting in the left back position, really badly. There is no fucking. There's zero. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. There's just nothing brought from the left back position right now when Ferland Mendy's there. He's not good defensively. He's not good going forward. He's just, he's just a shell of himself. <coughs> It would be a mistake by the club to renew this guy. Tony Cruz, uh, you know, some people have been high on his season. Uh, me, it's been okay. I didn't think he was great. Luka Modric, I also thought, was piss poor. And maybe that's a correlation when they play together. But Luka just, you know, gave the ball away a ton today. Big mistake. But you didn't have a choice, you know. Um, the bench consisted of a bunch of Castilla players. Um, who ended up getting minutes, and I'm real happy to see, but the bench, Lucas Vasquez, Danny Ceballos, Fran Garcia, Brahim Diaz, David Alaba, Nico Paz, Gonzalo Garcia, and that's essentially it, Mario Martin, um, and it sucks that we're taking these guys away from Castilla, it really does, um, but, you know, uh, you know, and then Jude, the last midfielder to talk about, I didn't really think it was a good game by him, um, but, you know, the thing about playing Cadiz is 
you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be great. You just got to get the points and get out of there. Um, a lot of teams are like that. Jose Lou also, I didn't think, had a good game. Um, touch was off. He seemed really, really frustrated with himself. Um, and then Rodrigo, I thought he was fantastic. I thought it was his best game of the season. And, you know, without Vinicius, without <clears throat> um, without Kamavinga, without Chuameni at the six, you know, he, without Kepa and Net, and, you know, there's a discussion to be had there, but Rodrigo put the team on his back, which is what great players do, which is what world-class players do, which is what Real Madrid needed. And that's awesome. And Real Madrid go to Napoli, probably looking to play the same squad, except no Luka Modric, probably a Brahim Diaz. You might see a 4-3-3 with Rodrigo on the left just because of the lack of players. Um, and, you know, maybe Danny Ceballos gets some minutes. I'll probably get some minutes because no Luka Modric. Too many should hopefully be back soon. Um, I know his, he's been about out for a month, so we probably have about a month left without him. Um, Nico Paz and Gonzalo Garcia get some minutes. Lucas Vasquez gets subbed on. Danny Ceballos gets subbed on. And Fran Garcia gets subbed on. Um, Fran Garcia, you know, you love to see it. He's always trying. Lucas, Lucas Vasquez, I'm just so happy his contract is ending soon because it just hurts my eyes. And the club have used that as, as an excuse to not sign a proper backup right back. Um, and Lucas Vasquez is one of those players that needs consistent game time to actually be decent, and decent is his best level. Um, and, you know, because of Danny Carvajal's lack of injuries this season, Lucas Vasquez hasn't really gotten to play. Um, and Andre Lunen, a lot of people are, I thought he had a fantastic game, a handful of fantastic saves, um, really kept the team in the game when they needed him. All that being said, I do believe that I don't really care who the starter is. I just want the better keeper to be the starter. Some people believe that to be Lunin. Some people believe that to be Keppa. I would love to actually get O's opinion on this, um, who he thinks, because, you know, as an ex-goalkeeper, I trust his opinion more than I trust mine. I just coached. I've coached goalkeepers, um, and to me, I'm quite indifferent about them. People will use Lunin's uh, U-20 World Cup run as reasoning for, look how good this guy can be, and I agree, but how many years removed are we from that? Luton is, what, 24, 25? He is 5, 4, 3 years removed from that. That's ridiculous to use that as a measuring stick. Capo was one of the best keepers in the league at Athletic Club 3, 4, 5 years ago. So, you know, I, we can use that argument for him, too. Um, I don't think – the thing is, is I don't think – here's my reasoning for this conversation altogether and my reasoning for not really having much of an opinion. Kepa hasn't really done anything to lose the position, and Lunin hasn't really done anything to gain the position, and that's how I feel. Thank you all for listening. That's all I have for today. Real Madrid play Napoli on Wednesday at 9 o'clock, I believe. I don't actually know. I'm just guessing because there's only two games at, um, what is it, 645, 8, 745, something like that. Um, <clears throat> Spanish time, obviously. Where I live, it is 3 o'clock. Um, Thank you all for listening. Go follow us on TikTok. I'm going to try to be more active there. I've been really busy with life, which is why I haven't been able to link up with O or TT recently. Um, he's busy. TT's uh, trying to take the MCAT, so he's been busy trying to study, and they keep messing it up in his country. And um, O has been super busy. Work is killing him. Work's killing me, too. Um, but I'm going to try to continue to be more consistent with this even if it's a solo that's fine by me um thank you all for listening go follow us on tiktok twitter instagram wherever you use your social media and hollow majority not a moss